0: <laughs> so, Go on. That is <laughs> like a dog whistle. And welcome to 3030 Impairing 30, TFMP with the super sleek looking on her Zoom camera <laughs> Sophie.
1: I put some lippy on for you.
0: <laughs> Sophie, chic Meister Lions. <laughs>
1: Woo-hoo.
0: And me, Clara Kavna. Uh, 30, 30, 30, Person TF&P is one year and one episode old. And we are what the girlies and guys and gays, everyone are chatting about around brunch tables and in toilet queues, in backs of Ubers and Bolts galore. And we have a very good, juicy episode for you today. I, I can't believe we're doing a bit of a surprised guest series. <laughs>
1: I know, I'm loving it. Yeah,
0: so we've had a good few guests on for the last few weeks, and this week is a goodie, so we're very excited to share it with you.
1: I love making new friends.
0: I know. (laughs) So we're going to kick things (laughs) off with how we do every week, what we're loving and hating, doring and je testing. Sophie, my sweet angel fairy, would you like to go first?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Where, where, (laughs) where? Let's start off on a positive note. This stems from yours last week. Mm Mm-hmm. And I fell head over heels for your Shador last week. Mm, I know what you're going to say. That BBC, the BBC Sounds episodes are fire. Mm -hmm. I thought about it, I think the next day or something, I was working from home. And I was like, oh, I'll put that on what Clara was talking about. Oh my God! yeah it's incredible It was trevor nelson's it, the,
0: it's for black History black Month, History Month it? celebration and they're they're doing it was like he, he's dedicated his whole two hour like Saturday one extra show to just one artist, and the first one was lauren hill
1: uh, that I listened to that mm. on Sunday morning, yeah it was so good and so there were so many things i didn't know about her
0: yeah because he so he kind of i was actually only listening to the Lauren hill Hill one during work today and he really goes through their history it's kind of like how they started and then his relationship with them yeah and the interviews yeah. that he replays loads of old interviews with them it's amazing
1: and then he like kind of talks about like i can't remember which one he said it in which episode it was and he was like i was kind of disappointed about when i interviewed whoever it was like he's very transparent Mm. and then another one he was like i didn't really want to meet them yeah like he's transparent about it but like lauren hill's collection is unbelievable
0: it's so good
1: it's so good and then she only had one solo album yeah yeah the miseducation like
0: and there's not that much time left on the lauren one the lauren so bbc sounds everything only lasts for 30 days so get listening
1: yeah, a bit rude. Why did they do that? Because of licensing.
0: Yeah, it's basically so they can um play to an international audience that it's not there forever.
1: Mm. i must listen to it again because it is really really it's, good. But I I'm just adoring that. Yeah. I did that one. I did the Mary J Blige one. I didn't finish it. Mm-hmm. But I listened to that. Maybe that was Monday morning. Yeah. And they're just really good. He does really good like mix of songs. Mm. So like some of them are like slow, and someone takes you all through. And equally, another thing I'm also loving is my radio app. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. What's it called? Is it TuneIn or which one? Is it Radio UK? I think it's Radio UK. And it has everything on there. Like, it has Heart 90s, Heart 80s, Heart, capital M. And you can just flick through. And I, like, was listening to it in Aldi the other day.
0: Oh, so you're all about the radio this week.
1: Yeah, I don't like listening to my own
0: thoughts. (laughs) That is clear. (laughs) Oh, it's amazing. I love when you get a good mix like that. Um, the Lauryn oh. Hill one is really good because it has like Fuji's and then she married Bob Marley's son. So they play like her influence from the Bob Marley era. Then she was like obsessed with Winnie oh. Houston and then they did a song. I didn't know about that. So it's a really good um, education.
1: I, I didn't finish it. It is an education.
0: Mm, it's really good. The P Diddy one though love is still, still getting great I to listen to that one. It came out on my birthday. I'm like, is this a present? From Trevor, I think
1: it was a personal a person present from Trevor. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, good.
0: that's mine. What are you doing? I'm shadoring a TV show on an on, on okay. BBC. Lol. So you can get it on the iPlayer, and it's on BBC Three, and it's called Ladhood. To be honest, the name never appealed to me, but it just kept getting advertised to me on like you might like this. It just to me looked a little bit like um, the Inbetweeners, kind of a modern day version of that which isn't a bad thing but I was just like oh I, sh- I don't know if I'm really in the mood for that but anyway I gave it a go and it is amazing it's or it's already on three seasons and I don't even know when it came out I've never heard of it before but I was looking for something to fill the Married at First Sight hole, binging hole in my life and this has done just that it's amazing it's like it's it's one of these things like you, you, do you ever watch um Fleabag where it's kind of like her- them telling their life story but they talk to the camera Oh, yeah, breaking the forehead. Yeah, and with this one, it's almost like, it's a little bit like a play. Oh! Yeah, in the sense that, like, it's just, I don't know, so basically it's this guy, Liam, and he's from Leeds, and it's him in his current day at 30-something, and then people ask him things in his life or things come up, and it flashes back to him as a teenager growing up. So it's kind of like two st- okay. two stories like going on, along at the same time. So he grew up in like the naughties, and it's just like it. the the dating of the show is just so perfect. Like the hairstyles, the blue eyeshadows, the
1: yeah, a bit like Dairy Girls, like what they do yeah, with yeah, music yeah. and all that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and oh. the
0: way they use the music is amazing. Like in one of the episodes, they use baby cakes throughout the whole episode, but they use like different parts of it, but they basically only just played one song for the whole episode. But it's just, it's really. It's really funny, like the script is, it's, it's basically a life story that your man, Liam, who stars in it, it's his, I assume, his like kind of life story. And he talks to the camera an awful lot and he's kind of in the background of the scenes of them as teenagers and he's explaining what's going on, almost like a ghost
1: okay, in,
0: in of, of sorts. But it's just the script is really witty and quick and then like all the nostalgia points are just like really taking me right back. I'm just really loving it and oh sorry but it also goes into like it's a lovely way how they handle like mental health and like people as the series goes on it's got a bit of like heart to it because you're you're kind of understanding why he is the way he is now by going back to that ladhood time and he's like talking about going into therapy and stuff and like really resisting it but then you're kind of seeing what he was like when he was younger so it's like it's a very interesting way of tackling men and toxic masculinity and feelings and expressing your emotions and not being, feeling able that you could and what and the social pressures of the day. It's it's a very um it hits it strikes the comedy and kinda heart really nicely.
1: And I am I adore it Oh, I wanna watch an episode. Yeah. I have nothing to watch them. It's good.
0: You kinda have to get into it, but um it's just the music the nostalgia of it is just amazing it's like I'm like where's I, Wesley like it's so weird
1: music's a make or break mm. I think
0: yeah yeah they use,
1: you can ruin something or make it with music yeah
0: so really enjoyed that so I defo recommend oh I
1: love that yeah, and
0: there's three seasons I'm only through halfway through season two and that's BBC BBC three yeah
1: BBC are always playing blinders they
0: are like Drag Race season four unreal just unreal they're just
1: never not playing a blinder yeah
0: there's rarely a bad show on that on that and frozen no, planet 2 oh my god stunning
1: is it good no and, and yeah,
0: that's obviously bbc one or two it's unreal it's really really good is it and yeah
1: maybe I'll watch it's
0: one. a lovely sunday cozy watch oh okay
1: and like the- oh actually just side note while we're on television have you seen stanley tucci's discovering italy or whatever no I think there's two series and like I think eight or ten episodes in each. And he goes to a different Italian city oh or my town God, yum. to discover their food. Wow! And they like you see them making burrata. It's the, the ultimate
0: cozy watch. Wow, that sounds like a real Sunday watch
1: with your din din with your di- with your spaghetti. With your spaghetti. Okay, what
0: are you, you testing? Pizza. <laughs> what are you testing?
1: My to test I was like, is there anything I'm hating at the moment? And then it dawned on me. I experienced earlier you know the way our and to test is like what we're loving and what we're like oh fuck off but it's just like a mini rant like we're not whining or whinging okay. like it's just our, us expressing ourselves yeah I hate whingers mm. I was in a, um, a work situation <laughs> and the, the the whin a whinger is just like you know the way you talk about radiators and drains mm. like there's people who radiate and people who drain. There is nothing worse than someone who just takes the tone down of a group, like a winder. Yeah. Uh, there's always something wrong. Nothing can work right. And they're like, oh, typical. And, and you're like, oh, just leave us alone. It's a Wednesday.
0: Yeah, it's, 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 it's toxic. It's really, and you're- It's septic. Yeah. <laughs> it really is just like, get off my wick with your bad vibes i was in a fine mood until you rocked along
1: i just i understand venting i get venting because stuff is frustrating i totally get that like that's kind of what this segment is i would say is a bit of venting Mm. but when someone is just at default a whinger Mm. get out get
0: out sometimes when you don't notice that it's happening and then you're like why am i in such a bad mood
1: oh my god i was so cranky afterwards and then the person i ended up just being quite short with because i was just so anything I, that comes your way is going to be a problem, so.
0: Oh, whingy. Moaning yeah. myrtles. No, no, no.
1: Yeah, it's just everything's really negative. I just, I'm not here for it. No.
0: Get out. Get out. Nobody wants to listen to you. N- what, do you want to be validated? No.
1: no. I'm even over to listening to myself talk about
0: winging. <laughs> I'm whinging about whinging.
1: Yeah. <laughs> to what's yours best? Mine is, we,
0: I had to rent a, a van last night to move uh, mattress and fridge to the new flash. finally have a fridge woohoo civilization here we are it was first time driving in London you drove yeah I drove the big van and first time driving a van oh Mm-mm-mm. and wasn't as and what, the thing with the van is right you don't have a rear view mirror because it's all blacked out so you only have your wings mirrors so it's a bit to get used to but oh
1: my god how do you see anything
0: I know the, like, and the sensor at the back wasn't great we were driving around. It basically took like three hours. It was um pretty uh, enduring. But I just forgot. I'm just so glad I don't drive in anymore or in London. We were on a, a road and I was trying to pull out. And it was just a one way, one line of traffic just coming. And I was a uh, parked trying to merge into this lane. But I was like merging from a, a parking spot. No one would let me in. And it was this endless noodle of traffic and it was so annoying it was it just the lack of community on the roads like yeah it, oh yeah, it's like and I, I don't know if Ireland's like it maybe it's like a London thing but everyone is elbows out not very nice they know okay any driver of a zip van should like you may as well just be covered in learner plates like I'm not like I stalled while driving four times and one of the two I never Undertale, <laughs> driving a van. And two of the... You've... <laughs> you're ballsy. And two of those stalls were while we were on a roundabout. Like, it's just not a forgiving, not a loving place out there on the roads. Uh, people are just not very kind, not very nice. And it's just a bit, a bit mean. And like... I, It sounds, yes, I could it sounds hooted it, sinister. Hooted and tooted. Yeah, hooted and tooted non-stop. We are figuring out where to go and like... I was kind of like stopped at a green light, but I wasn't like, I was kind of moving really slowly. The honks. I was like, it's half eight on a Tuesday. Will you leave me alone? You you see the zip car, give me a break. I'm a learner, basically.
1: Equally, when you see people doing that in the morning with like pedestrians or to other cars and you're like, it's eight o'clock in the morning. Sit down. Yeah,
0: we're all finding this hard. Just be nice. Yeah. So all I will say is like, whenever you see anyone with... In a zip card. Just, like, leave space around them. Let them breathe and stop honking at them. And beeping and tooting and being very impatient. Everything's Just fine. exhale. Exhale. Get that pole out of your arse and leave me the fuck alone. It's... You'll find relief yeah. if you exhale. And you, <laughs> exactly. You'll find zen. Get yourself a crystal and piss off and leave me alone. A spin instructor
1: said that before in a class I was in. What? <laughs> He yep. was like, Ex- exhale, you'll find relief. And I was like, oh,
0: whoa. Well, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. other people's road rage is my j'adore. She test. She test. You don't j'adore it. No, sorry. Well,
1: speaking of me not having anything to watch and loving listening on my blower <laughs> to my new radio bits, we're obviously always on the lookout for new shows, new podcasts, all that kind of stuff. We love digesting content ourselves. Um, and we found someone who has a new podcast that's, I mean, she'll explain it herself, but it just sounds like right up my alley. Mm-hmm. But it's On The Pulse pop culture vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're so excited to have her on this week. And she made Clara and my very long days a bit brighter. Yeah, I was in some kind of
0: like celeb infused Hollywood trance after chatting with this fine lady
1: i know it's all i wanted to talk about i know
0: she gave a great peek behind the the hollywood veil.
1: she gave such a good peek behind the hollywood sign. the velvet ropes
0: yeah of tinseltown
1: of tinseltown (laughs) it's it's difficult to introduce this guest and because like the way we felt about it was like you know a peek behind the curtain sort of you know getting backstage at the vip and we thought it was almost a bit like a metaphor for us introducing her it would be you know when like a bouncer or a security guy would unclip that velvet rope <laughs> and guide us into the abyss <laughs> of gossip and hollywood salacious situations and juice <laughs> take it away Her highly successful
0: and award-winning show, Plan B, soundtracked my Saturday mornings where you'd hear this lady chat to countless celebs from George Clooney to Rihanna to Sandra Bullock. And Plan B changed its name to the Blissimo Files to accompany her wildly successful YouTube channel of the same name. And it has just launched as a podcast that celebrates all things pop culture where she chats to Hollywood stars that are part of it. So we are so excited to be interviewing the woman who has interviewed all of Hollywood at least twice. 30, 30 and perishing. Party people, please welcome Serena Bellissimo. Oh my God.
2: <laughs> I'm I, I'm actually really excited to be here and I'm blushing at that intro because I'm used to doing the intros. I don't like intros about me. I like that intro, so <laughs> I just blush. So ah. like, thank you.
0: No fun, problem, yes. it was fun, right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, honestly, Serena, like for the last 10 years, like I can't divorce you from a Saturday morning. <laughs> sorry. And
2: just having so sorry.
0: Amazing. Yeah, but to have that like amazing show on and the background when you're making a brunch or, you know, driving somewhere and to have it now as a podcast is amazing. So I'm so delighted it gets to
2: continue. Oh, I'm, I'm excited too, because I have to say it is my dream job like mm. getting to do that show and now this podcast is just what i dreamt now not that i dreamt of doing podcasts when i was younger because those things didn't yeah. exist right no. i grew up in a time when you were still pressing record and play to record the song off the radio do you remember those days Oh my god! yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. so like the podcasting was never on the radar obviously but yeah doing this stuff chatting to celebs chatting all things pop culture. It's something I've always loved. It's something that I used to get told off uh, about as a kid. Like, Dad would go, you're watching too much TV. Where is that <laughs> ever going to get you? He was over this summer and mm. went, this is where it got me, Dad. So I'll watch as much TV as I like. Too <laughs> <She's now. laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> So, but then uh, going back to those days, like, how did you get your foot in the door? Like, because you're from Australia. Yeah. But but, um, it's hard to get your foot in any kind of a door when it's an industry like media. So like, how did you land, get in like your, the beginning? How
2: did it all start? I suppose, do you know what? You and Sophie, Clara, will understand this. I think when you're not in your own country, you can be whoever you want to (sighs) be. right that's so true yeah because no one knows who like sophie when you come back here you come back with doesn't matter how good the baggage is there's all this baggage people go this is who you're meant to be and then if either one of you go no but that's not who i want to be anymore that's not what i want to do anymore people get yeah. really confused and they, they start, don't like it they don't and they start up putting these barriers and you're going I don't understand this doesn't affect your life why won't you let me be me and it doesn't mean you're not happy but you don't realize until you cross that pond and you go oh no Mm. one knows anything I can be whoever I want to be so like when I was in Australia I as I said this is what I wanted to do and I did the media degree and I never pursued it because I was told you don't know anyone you don't have the look you don't have, like, I don't know how you're going to make it. You're just not going to make it. So, like, mm. I had one of the biggest broadcasters in Australia. It was on community radio back there. And I interviewed him and he was like, here's my number. Call me. not in a dodgy way. It was all above board, <laughs> all above board. <laughs> he was like, if you ever need anything, give me a shout. And most Aww. people would go, great. And I went, oh, I don't want to be a burden. So I just didn't get back mm. to him. Um, but then I came over here. And it was like, it was really strange because before I left home, everyone's going, what are you going to do when you get to Ireland? I "I don't know. I'm going to have my own show. It's going to be called the Bellissimo Hour. No, like it just, it it was just rolling off my tongue like it was a a bit of a joke and stuff. And then I got here and I have to admit, it is partly who you know, as well as luck Mm. and hard work. So I was walking to work and I always loved listening to spin. And at the time... Um, the co-host had left We Love Movies and Gordon Hayden was looking for a new co-host and I was like, I'm going to throw in an application now, I never did I, I said something to my brother-in-law and my brother-in-law at the time was best mates with the CEO of SPIM right? so that's where I say you need to know somebody <laughs> but the CEO at the okay. time said to me there is no like, there's nothing I can do for you the only thing I can do for you is Give your CV to the people, but I'm not. I have no, 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 um, no say in who gets it yeah. or not. So um, he did that, and he didn't have a say. I didn't get the job, but what I did get was if the CEO gives you someone's CV, you're going to give them a go, even if they had. I applied for it <laughs> like you apply for a normal job. I didn't even attach a demo
1: to it. <laughs> So, so I'm an amateur. I know. When I look back, it's like,
2: but you know, so that's where I like. That's where I got my help. But that was the end of it. So I went in, I auditioned, and I didn't get it. (laughs) I can see why I didn't, right? But Gordon and I think it's all about people. And this isn't demeaning me in any way. But sometimes your luck really comes when someone's really desperate, and they were desperate. They needed somebody to go cover an interview in London. And they didn't have anyone to do it. And so they called me and went, listen, would you be interested? I was like, oh, my God. Uh, Yeah, yeah. And then I hung up and started, like, jumping up and down. And that was the beginning. So after Gordon actually saw me at work, he went, oh, you can do this. You're good at this. And then it just uh-huh. it just kept going and I call Gordon Hayden who did We Love Movies on Spin for 17 years. He's a brilliant broadcaster. I call him my guardian angel because he had no idea oh. who I was but then from that moment oh. forward he just kept giving me chances and became a bit of a mentor. So it's a bit of who you know, a bit of luck, but mm.
1: you girls know this, a lot of hard work.
0: Yeah, wow. Oh my God. I'm
1: and this, wait, yeah. what was your first like big thing that you did that you remember doing like really early on? So my very first big thing I I think was my first thing
2: and oh my god I can't remember his name it's really bad but that first junket I went over um, to London. That was it? Well I was I was this girl from like the northern suburbs of Melbourne who always dreamed about going to London and all of a sudden I was going to London it was for hairspray and it was oh. the guy, it wasn't Zach Efron, but it was the guy, oh, God, I wish I remembered his name. I feel so rude. But it's the guy who played seaweed. I was going to say, was it seaweed? Oh, my God, it was seaweed. <laughs> and Sophie, do you know what happened that day? It was so lax back then, especially radio. There were no cameras and stuff, so people would be walking by and you used to get the best interviews because there was no barrier. You'd literally be sitting on a couch next to each other and it'd be like, oh. you know, having the chats and stuff. And I remember standing there and Zach Efron just walked straight past me. And I was just like, this, this can't oh. be true. And then I went on and I've interviewed Zach, I think, two or three times now. So, yeah. So I think that first one was the most amazing one. But I have to admit, every time I'm doing one, I sit there and it sounds so corny. But I do just go, is this my life? Like,
0: I can't believe
1: it. Be can you sleep before these things? Yeah. yeah
0: how do you calm the nerves? I'd be up like all
1: night, just like buzzing.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> this is disgusting. This is really disgusting. But the way I get it is I figure, especially when I'm going in, there's, there's always a little bit of nerves and stuff, but I always say to myself, you know how most people go, oh, you know, just picture them naked. That wouldn't work for me because my mind would just go to places that it shouldn't be going to, right? <laughs> but I, I just go, they all go to the toilet. They could have gone to the bathroom just before I walked in. And at the end of the day, that brings us all back down to we are all human.
1: Oh, oh my very good. That is quite a tip. Because we all that's have to go amazing. to the toilet, I, love right. that. I don't. I don't go to the
2: toilet. No, no, no. Of course not. You have the royal ladies that help <laughs> yeah. us. Girls on TF and
1: don't use the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, that's a that's quite a tip.
0: Yeah, it really. Yeah, kind of. You have to make them normal, I suppose. Um, yeah, because yeah. and then
1: when 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 you
0: because I've seen a lot of your YouTube is like astronomical views on it. The Bliss <clears files>. of <throat> I was just even looking at some like there's an Adam Driver one and like and oh. And, oh, and we were both watching the one um, actually the where you interview the girls from Ocean's Station it's like Sarah Paulson,
1: oh, Kate Blanchett, my and B. favorite, favorite
2: mm. all time favorite, and what a girl's really? but can, can I tell you that saying, the bigger they are, the nicer they are, couldn't be true. Yeah.
1: Seriously, They seem wow. particularly nice.
2: Oh, they were amazing. And sometimes, look, the best thing in an interview is when it's not an interview, when always, always be prepared. So have, you know, you've only got, sometimes you have three minutes. Sometimes if yeah. you're lucky, you'll get seven if it's a junket situation, right? So I always have about ten questions written down, right? But my thing is i always i always make sure that my opening question is my strongest because after that the book gets thrown away and you don't look at it again you only it's only there for if you have one of those moments where you go oh i'm nervous take a breath look down and refocus right because that does happen sometimes where you get thrown because there's a lot of people or you ask something and they took it the wrong way and but, oh, my God. <laughs> but, but mainly, you're sitting there and you're listening to them. You want it to be a chat. You don't yeah. want it to be, so, yeah. and then you did this, and then can you tell me this? That never works. And sometimes, mm. I haven't even gotten to my first question. Like, I've literally, I did one with Sex Education, um, the lads from Sex Education. Uh, and oh yeah. it was Asa Butterfield and Shuti Gatwa, who's going to be um, Doctor Who now. And I walked in. Oh, yes, yes. And they were just laughing and I commented on something and the interview had just started and we just yeah. went and I was just like, throw those questions out. But you never want to go in with no questions because that's being really cocky and
1: really disrespectful to whoever it is yeah. you're interviewing. I think you need to do your mm-hmm. research. Have you ever asked a question and immediately after in your head you're like, Fuck, I've done something wrong here? Yeah, but that <laughs> usually
2: happens accidentally because this is the thing, I'm not a tabloid journalist. You will never get, like, the tabloid stuff from me because I just, one, I'm mm. too embarrassed to go there. I'm too scared <laughs> to go there. And it's mm. also none of our business half of the time. Yeah. So, and um, you're so
0: genuine, though, and I think you get, like, genuine responses from people because you they know you're not going in with a big angle to catch them out.
2: Yeah, and I, I think that's the thing. Look, a lot of them are on guard, especially when there's, like, major stuff going on and you're going, I promise not to ask you about any of that stuff. Um, But, you know, so sometimes it does take you a while to warm them up because you've also got to remember, like, usually if you have seen Notting Hill, the junkets are like Notting Hill. And sometimes it feels like I'm in the White House because you do have people there on their, you know, little headsets walking. I'm walking down now with Serena. It's like, oh, my God, I feel so powerful. And then it's like, no. (laughs) It's just... You know, so all of that is happening and you've got to remember for them it's this massive turnover. You know, they may have two minutes in between where they're getting their hair and makeup touched up but they're basically meeting a lot of people and you have, if you're lucky, you have 20 seconds to make an impression and to warm them up because... And sometimes those 20 seconds can be very, very uncomfortable like when they're sitting on their phone and there was one... I'm not going to name any names, right? But there was one, I'll tell you off camera. Oh, damn it. I will tell you off camera. <laughs> uh, but okay. Th- th- there was one guy I walked in and his co-star, Lily James, was actually overcompensating for him because he was being so rude. He was just on his phone, wouldn't get off the phone. Whereas another time I walked into um, Zac Efron's room and he was on the phone. He was like, I'm really, really sorry. I just have to get back to it. I was like, You're fine.
1: You know, oh. but, um, yeah.
2: So it's um, those those junket situations can be very intimidating because there's also their publicists, the two camera people, someone off mic winding you up, going, you know, two minutes, one minute, come on. And I'm going, I'm not going to cut someone off. If John Ham
1: wants to keep going, John Ham keep yeah. going, and <laughs> I will just sit here. I imagine this like to be what other people feel like when they're watching porn, like listening to you talk about (laughs) Lily James overcompensating for her co-host and you're going to tell me when we stop recording is so arousing. (laughs) Sophie, I've never had it described in that way. (laughs) I honestly, this is what other people must feel like when they watch porn. (laughs) So go on.
0: And (laughs) maybe on that note, um, have you had... Has there been anyone who, along your path, that has really made you starstruck? Like, I know, obviously, you might get that a lot, but, you know, is there one person that when you first started out that you were like, oh, I'd love to meet them, and you actually did, or...?
2: So do you know what's really strange? When I go in and I do the interview, I go in and I do the interview and I'm not that starstruck. It doesn't mean I'm not excited. I'm always so mm. excited to do what I'm doing. But sometimes I'll literally, I'll come back and I'll either watch, like sometimes this has happened, I've watched Graham Norton and everyone on that couch have been on my show and I will start to squeal. <laughs> and Brian, my husband, was just like, but you shared a room with them. I was like, yeah, I think it's after the fact. Or you watch back the interview and you just go, oh... Oh, I was, like, I was in that room. Like, it's just... Yeah. And, look, I suppose there was one moment... When I'm out of interview mode, I think that's when I get most starstruck. So, a couple of weeks ago, one of my, like, idols in Australian broadcasting, I've got a couple of them, Kate Lambert being one, Carrie Bickmore is um, another Australian legend, and... We were staying at the ho- same hotel. I walked out and she was there and I started hyperventilating. And it was the first time I went up to someone and went, oh, my God, Carrie, I love you. I love you so much. And my mate, Sean, was videoing the whole thing. So I think out of junket situations, that's when I get really starstruck. When I'm uh, in it, I tried. Although, although, do you want to hear this one? So I was interviewing John Hamm and I remember literally oh. I was sitting there and he was, it was him. It was Jamie Foxx and Isaac Gonzalez They were there for um, Baby Driver.
0: All together. Oh, my yeah. gosh. That <laughs> but I, is like, so I focus intimidating.
2: <laughs> but it was actually hilarious because I, I caught myself. I'm sitting there and I'm going okay there's a camera on him there's a camera on me and I wish there was a camera in my head because I was literally just going oh my god I'm in the same room as John Ham. oh my god and he's so lovely <laughs> shit and I was literally having a fight with myself going shit Serena switch yourself on like you are in an interview you need to like pop on and ask the next question what's your next question I was just like oh my god it was so there are a couple of moments like that but um yeah it's just it really is the dream doesn't pay well but it's the dream
1: mm. I, I imagine I it's quite fun. a sweaty Experience <laughs> <sighs> Sophie yeah. you're not You're not are right. those, rooms, yeah. those rooms always look really hot Where they do those interviews And then there's tons of people And then filming equipment Yeah why do you think they all look Like they all can I just say They're
2: all gorgeous anyway But yeah. they have lights that are massive And it's just all dark rooms And so there's no air conditioning coming in No, they always, I imagine them to be very Yeah, well, if the air conditioning's on, you're going to hear that in the background. So air conditioning has Uh... to be switched off, and you're literally, and you're walking in, and it doesn't help when I walk in and go, oh my God, it's such a sweat box in here. Like, how are you doing? But the difference (laughs) is as well, like, they also have... Hair and makeup, who are coming to them constantly, making them up. And there have been times where I've just wanted to tap them on the shoulder, going, Hi, I've been up since three o'clock and I've flown over from (laughs) Dublin and I look like a wreck. Do you reckon you can do something? Yes, nothing, nothing. So I always look like crap and they look amazing. Ah, no, absolutely not. Um, mm,
0: That's hard. I'd be so sweaty. Like, I just, I run hot anyway. And if, like, you put, like, any one of these people who were talking adrenaline. right in front of me.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be swagging. I
0: just, I wouldn't be able to, like, keep my cool at all. I just think
1: I'd, I, like,
2: I, yeah, my I'd, voice I don't think
1: would I could deal like, with the nerves. Oh, 100%.
2: But do you know what? You, you'll you be surprised at how much you do. And sometimes it's okay if you go in there and, like, with... Oh, my God, clang, clang, clang. This is like a major uh, name drop. I'm really sorry. But Please. I, I walked in and Margot Robbie was there. And um, I walked in and I went, do not tell her you've been a fan since Neighbours. Do not. And my <laughs> friends, like my friends were onto me as well going, don't you dare mention Neighbours. Don't you dare mention Neighbours. And what do I do? Oh, my God, hi, Margot. I've loved you since Neighbours. But that sort of sometimes breaks that that ice and they're just like okay mm. she's a little bit weird i want to run for the hills but at the same time mm. she's she's not that bad she's genuinely happy to be here i would have thought that'd be bonding because you're both like aussies yeah and look she was amazing she was a sweetheart she seems and great rock. and it, it, it's actually really interesting talking to all these big stars because you know we put them on this pedestal and we see their success and we think oh my god they have it all sorted But she's the one that turned around and just went... I asked her about imposter syndrome. Like, you know, this is your second time you've been nominated for an Oscar. Surely you don't have imposter syndrome anymore. And she turned around and said, I'm still looking around on the red carpet going, who is going to come and, like, kick me off the carpet? I'm just this girl from Brisbane. Wow. Lovely to hear.
0: She does seem very nice, you know. Like, she seems really down to earth and kind of grounded a good bit. Yeah. It's just... just just Fame is just such a mad thing, like... Yeah, yeah. But, like, when you become famous, um, even w- no matter what time of of life, like, you see people, when you talk about those junkets there, you must feel, like, as a celebrity, like, such a zoo animal or something. Or yeah. else just, like, so, like, it, it, it's almost like they're otherworldly, like, the, the big A-list celebrities. And, like, you get having, like, a front row seat to that is just amazing. And just kind of getting to see what they're like when the cameras aren't rolling and stuff. It's just... It's kind of weird when you you're so you see them on magazines and then they're like in front of you.
2: But do you know what, I would I would hate it. I wouldn't hate their money or their lifestyle, right? But <laughs> I, I would hate it because I think you describe it perfectly there, Clara. They are treated like zoo animals when at the end of the day they're just like you and I, except their job is very public. And they entertain mm. I think like I've been trying to figure out like why are we so obsessed by celebrities and I think it's because their job is they're not saving us, but sometimes they are saving us from ourselves because they make us feel all these different feels, right? So we're mm-hmm. connected with someone and they don't even know, we don't know them, they don't know us, but they've made us feel something really special and sometimes gotten us out of a really tough spot or just made our day brighter.
0: They do, yeah. It's like it's almost like music and art, like art, artists like that, yeah. I suppose, do. And you relate to them for one moment they did in one film or whatever and then yeah but yeah we put I think you're right like we do put a lot of stuff on celebrities and they probably have way more responsibility or are called role models when they probably shouldn't be or don't want to be
2: exactly they just they're doing their job
1: yeah 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 it's so interesting do you find now because you've met so many of them and you're saying they're doing their job and they are semi-normal people blah 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 do you find they, is there like one trait that you've noticed in like a majority of them? Like a similarity? Um, I think at the end of the day is, look,
2: I, it differs from person to person and differs the experiences they've had. But at the end of the day, they're just highly driven. And what mm-hmm. they're doing mm-hmm. differently to what we're doing is, oh, my God, I'm talking about them like they're a different species. They are. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, what they're doing differently is Mm. they're dealing with the fear, right? So they have the fear, like we have the fear. Yeah. But Mm -hmm. they are pushing past it and they're just, they're faking it till they make it. Some are yeah. deluded, There's, but people are deluded <laughs> in every single industry, right? <laughs> so, uh, tell us who the deluded ones are. <laughs> Actually, Sophie, do you know who the deluded ones are? This is a terrible thing to say, but it's the ones who are walking around treating us like we're beneath them mm. and they haven't even done anything. They've been in one film. Yeah. Not that I excuse that for when you've done... You're, oh, my God. Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks, they don't have permission to do that to people either. But I find mm. that it's some, sometimes it's people just starting off. And it's not necessarily just young people. I'm not saying young people. Anybody who has just had their first big break and it, it's gone straight to their head, they're the ones i are like, oh. you're not going to last that long
0: yeah it's original it's weird god complex but i think people get with fame and stuff it's like you think they're invincible but you have to be so careful about the way you go up because it's also often the way you come down that old that old chestnut
2: exactly exact. and i think the ones who i really love are the ones who have gone up <laughs> he's another name drop um idris elba <laughs> is one of them as well like i was talking to him about really? it. and yeah, and he's like, he's got oh, no, no, no. He's lovely. Oh my god, he's amazing. Oh yeah, we no, no, that yeah uh, thank no,
0: no, you. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 I meant that's um, good to know. Yeah.
2: great. but like he was saying as well, like it's once you're up there, it's not just about you know. Other people say you send the elevator back down. No, you get back down to the elevator. You go down with it, and you keep bringing mm. people up with you. And I think yeah. that's oh, the really important about- thing as well. Wow.
0: And has there been someone who has surprised you, like you might've thought you didn't think much of them and then they actually surprised you in a good way? Um, um, well, you can all, all obviously as well say a bad way, but if you <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: um,
2: I have. Um, I'm just trying to think. There are, sometimes I go in and go, nah, just, I, I can't be bothered. Or you do, you go in, you can't help it. You go, I'm not going to judge. You know, I'm all about no judgment. We all have mm. preconceived ideas. And then you walk out and you go, oh, my God, you were just lovely. The other thing I think we need to realise as well is that they go to the toilet, yeah? So they're Mm. just like us and they're going to have bad days. There is going to be a day where you meet someone. I've said this one publicly, so I'll say this one. Daniel Craig, when I met him, he was promoting a film he didn't really like. And during that interview, he was really, really tough. And I just, mm. it's probably one of the worst interviews I have ever done. But as soon as that tape went off, he turned into the nicest person ever. He could have had a bad moment. I could have asked him, like, I remember any question I asked him, he was just refusing to answer. He just kept like throwing it back to me in. And I was like, oh my God, this isn't a personal question. It's just, but look, he could have been having a bad day then, right? So yeah. if I was to interview him again and I had the same experience, then I'd quite happily say, He's not a nice person. Yeah. But I think you also have to realize it could have just been a bad day or it could be yeah. a bad film. Like Ben Affleck, I wasn't there at the time, but when Ben Affleck was doing, he was doing press for something and the feedback came back, reactions came back to his Batman. And yeah. as soon as they told him, interviews went downhill that day.
1: So, you know, you, oh, you've just got to realize oh, yeah. that, you know, these things happen. Poor it ben. must be difficult though when you're interviewing them and you start out to not think that it's personal yeah it is like like it, when you just start it must be really difficult
2: to be like it's not about me sophie it's not even just when i start like i get off some interviews and i just go they hated me they absolutely yeah, it hated is me. me yeah i always think it's me it's hard mm. not to because you can't help but take it personally yeah I
1: think that's where I would struggle. I'd be like,
0: oh my God, Al McPherson didn't like me. Yeah, I, I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be in the toilets crying and a messy interview or something. But just speaking of Hollywood leading men, mm-hmm. George Clooney is a man that, I think about him a, a weird man in the sense that like he's such a media man. Yeah. And he's such, I find his... I'd love to know what he's like in real life because he seems just like the ever charmer and like, you know the way he's single bachelor for ages and then now he's like married a human rights lawyer and then every woman who's ever fancied him approved that because she they have two wonderful kids and you know it's a it's a it's such a Hollywood ending for such a household name yeah I just wonder what it's like to interview him and is is he, is he ever off or he just kind of seems like he's like a robot or something
2: he was. And look, he could have been performing, right? That's their job. Mm. But he made me feel so good about myself because I'd say, oh. Yeah, in that, no, in that, I'd say he knows oh. that people doing this must be nerver- nervous, right? This is a big deal. It was the Irish exclusive interview. And I was a bit nervous going, shit. And it was happening. It was really surreal because it was deep in the time of COVID. So I literally had George Clooney. And at that time, I was doing interviews from my bedroom. So I literally had George Clooney in my bedroom. And it was just... (laughs) It was just... What yeah, did you wear for George Clooney? Well, the great thing is you only had to dress from top yeah. up, right? Um, and I was—I didn't really have to wear makeup because if you look at that interview, my cheeks, I have an over people. There is no over rouging there. That is just bright red cheeks from just being so excited. Now, he could have been putting it on, but do you know what? Those three and a half minutes that he was with me, I didn't feel it. He called me by Mm. my name. He's another one that I threw the questions out the window because I came in. It was like, oh, you're in Ireland. I was like, okay, we're going there. Because I don't like to do the usual, oh, tell me about your Irish connection. Like, who wants to hear that? Usually it's a really poxy story, right? But he Mm. went there. So I went, okay, let's chat about that. And he was just, he was genuinely nice. And the thing I'll say about George Clooney, yes, he's been everywhere, But Mm. he's, I I wish more, anyone in the industry took a leaf out of his page, a leaf out of Meryl Streep's page, Tom Hanks, Denzel Washington. Mm. We know a lot about them, but we know nothing about them. And I think that's what makes a proper star, right? So he's not there going, oh, come photograph me while I'm in Lake Como right? He's not, mm. he's not breadcrumbing all this information to media outlets and stuff. He will, he, he does that whole, like he mentioned the twins. And I, I said something about, you know, I, uh, we mentioned we both have kids. So we, it sort of came up naturally in conversation and he threw it in there. I didn't want to ask about the kids, but that was the other thing. I was like, Oh my God, he's telling me all this stuff. Cause he's, he's very smart in that way. He's like, okay, well people want to know stuff. So I'm going to give you surface level stuff. And then leave mm. me alone. And I th- and that's why when he does his acting, and that's what Mira Streep said as well, uh, not to me, but in an interview, Mira Streep has said, you won't see me plastered all over the magazines and seeing an intimate part of my life. Because if I want to be a nun, you'll believe me. If I want to be a Mamma Mia, you'll believe me. If uh, I, uh, doesn't matter what role I'm playing. And I know George Clooney does the cheeky chappy a lot, but we will believe whatever he is because we don't know him. As
1: intimately as we think. He is that movie star.
0: God, it's good media training.
1: Yeah. That's right. Yeah, I wonder, did he get that early on? Because I mean we all forget he started out in the beloved Eeyore. Well before (laughs) but before that even, he was like
2: guesting on um facts of life. Uh, And he wasn't that his big break, Eeyore was like when he became a like a big name. Completely. And I heard him say in an interview recently they all stay, still keep in contact. Like, I know. Anthony oh. Edwards turned up to his house in Lake Como there recently. Like I was just like, that is really lovely. Juliana Margulies, oh. they still keep in oh, contact. Oh, they love each other. She, yeah. she
1: gave him some awards. She presented him oh. with it. I saw it a while ago. And they, you can tell they have such a nice relationship. I love it. I love it. And see, at the end
2: of the day, it oh. shows you that they are ultimately human. Mega rich. Humans. Um, (laughs) But, you know, they're at the end of the day and they're the ones that keep succeeding because I think when you're going to the cinema and, and, you know, paying for stuff, you want to pay Mm. for stuff with people you like at the end of the day. I think that's who we choose to see and the stories they choose to give us.
0: Yeah. Something
2: Um, just
1: popped into my head. Go on. It's very quick. You know someone like a Lindsay Lohan who started off like a real she's a real teen bop like everyone loved her she's on all the magazines and then she slowly kind of went downhill etc and that affected all her work and everything have you ever seen something like that where you've interviewed someone a few times to see them kind of rising and then not in decline but you know what I mean where it all kind of changes not really because I'm
2: thinking I've interviewed a couple of young actresses like um she was in kick ass she went out with um, oh, Chloe, Chloe Moretz. Grace Moretz. That's it. Chloe Grace Moretz. Like I interviewed her when she was starting off in Kickass and was like she was 13 and stuff. And I remember her mum was in the room for that very first interview here in Dublin. And I think if they have good people around them, they don't tend to go off the rails and the ones that I've interviewed okay. have, it's got nothing to do with me. I'm not the good people around them, but the ones that I've interviewed <laughs> haven't I I haven't really seen no i haven't really seen that that's nice. yeah and actually Ch- mm. channing tatum said something really interesting about fame again not to me in another interview he was saying he's he's really happy that he became famous in his mid-20s because the minute you become famous is where your sort of emotional intellect stops because uh, i've heard that that's the moment well you don't hear no anymore so if you're Justin Bieber starting off at 14 and everyone is saying yes to you because you are the moneymaker, yeah. how are you supposed to mature as a person? So at least, and oh, I know yeah. in our 20s, we're still maturing and stuff, but you're better than, you know, if you became yeah. famous at 18 when you're just starting off and everything
1: is handed to you and can be taken yeah. from you like that too. I've said stuff a few weeks ago that I like will remember in the middle of the night being like, Sophie, why did you say that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm 30. Yeah. I yeah. feel <laughs> like you're well, you yeah. doing it when you're like 18.
2: And it's all over the front papers
1: pa- on, pages. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, on the world
1: stage. Yeah. Like it's
0: yeah, it's funny. I feel really sorry. We've spoken about the pod before. I feel really sorry <laughs> for Justin Bieber. I just yeah. think he's going to like he's already had his little troubles with in and out of rehabs and drug problems, but I just think the worse is he yeah yet to come that poor child
2: oh i hope not i hope that he's now surrounded he's like, by people yeah. who aren't just yes people because it's really hard like that's a the thing they're they're idolized as kids like i think mm. it's something i you know my kids say to me sometimes oh can i start a youtube channel no no nah, mm. i <laughs> care that i'm that parent no i don't want anyone to know you before you know who you are
1: I, a lot of, wow, I've seen a load is. of interviews with, like, very famous people and they say, you know, would you like your kids to get into it? And the majority of them are like, no. Mm. Like, it's such a, it must be so tough, like. I think if it's something that when they're
2: 16, even 16's 16 too young, but, like, I was watching something the other day and, like, they're dealing with harrowing stuff like rape and just really mm. terrible stuff. And he's just like, this is a child. You're asking this child to access these emotions that we can't mm. deal with as an adult. Yeah. And yeah. you're getting them to do it time and time again. And then you call them cut. Like, I can't yes. deal with these emotions now.
0: Yeah, it's too much. Emo- yeah, exactly. You're just not mature enough. No. And like, who would be? What, what can prepare no. you for that? It's a lot of stage parents. But just when you, actually, when you started talking about the Notting Hill junkets, you know, this I know it's a bit old now, but you know the the whole, the drama with don't worry, darling. Yeah. And all oh the, my the, God, the this came into my head earlier. That we're at that. Like, I don't know. The cynical part of me just thinks everything's a big lie and a PR stunt and I'm probably so he's probably blue in the face listening to me but it just like I can't I feel very on Olivia Wilde's side I think everyone's kind of out to get her and like look she's a famous female director and like everyone's talking about the drama of her film and not actually about the film exactly I haven't seen it Sophie you saw but like what's your take on that whole thing do you think like because celebrities are so good at keeping a lid on what's going on but like Florence Pugh did not seem to be cooperating in terms of like keeping the vinyl. like she could have easily put it to bed they could have had a red carpet photo in Venice but in, instead we're all talking about Harry Styles spitting on his yeah. co-star I,
2: I don't know what happened there I do feel mm. that and everyone's going to go eh, you're only saying it because she's a woman but yeah I am saying it because she's a woman I do feel like you know Olivia had success with Booksmart and now we're mm. all just going to go oh she can't handle it she's a woman look at her set look this happened and this happened. and look some of those things probably did happen would that have been leaked on a man set? I don't know. And I just think, mm. uh, you know, props to Florence Pugh for not getting involved in, in any of that, really. But by not speaking, she said so much. Um, yeah. But, but you know, good on her to not, you know, she's playing into that media frenzy, like the media, is making all of this happen Let, let's just stop some of that stuff and sometimes let's just make it about the film there's enough mm. film stars in there to just make it about the film no i haven't seen it sophie was it good because a lot of people were saying before it came
1: out that oh look maybe all this is happening because it's actually really shit so <laughs> i went into it and i didn't know anything like i did not know the premise because i didn't want to because i was enjoying the drama so much <laughs> yeah and i went in to see it i thought it was a really good cinema movie okay and that's good we need those we do you Mm. need ones that you could you probably wouldn't watch at home yeah and it's like kind of far like it's science fictiony and all that stuff but like there's loads of stuff i didn't realize about the plot that my sister later told me and i was (laughs) like oh my god that makes it even more interesting and she was like isn't that bonkers and i was like yeah I thought it was really good I thought the acting like Florence Pugh in it is amazing she's phenomenal Mm. she's so so good but like I mean then they're all talking about Olivia Wilde salad dressing now with um, you know what I mean like they'll cling on to anything I feel sorry for her though because I'd say you know a movie like that was a big deal so I love the drama though I can't I can't say (laughs) I don't
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's just like press junkets go wrong. Because, yeah, I love that film. Uh, what is it? America's Sweethearts with John Cusack oh. and Catherine Zeta-Jones.
1: And Billy oh, and Crystal. and Billy
0: Crystal coordinating it all. Yeah, so cool Oh, I
1: have to watch that? I'm going to put that on my list. <laughs> mm. So we have our J'adore and J'test feature on our podcast, which we do every week. And we're wondering, do you J'adore any TV or films that you're watching at the moment oh, or, know, or are you, you testing anything
2: well do you know what J'adore Bros? J'adore it's in cinemas um Billy, i saw the, I, the
1: trailer oh
2: sophie i loved it like i loved oh. it i'm not a rom-com queen like oh, yeah. back in the I, I hated them i always hated them it was just like same old same old and it was just no i can't do it and i don't know see I think COVID happened and I think we all just need... I just need nice right now. <laughs> so, like, ask me in in 12 months' time, am I still enjoying the things that I'm enjoying right now? And I might say no. Mm. But right now
1: mm-hmm.
2: I need just sweet and gorgeous and films with messages as well. And I think bros just did it perfectly. It's just for no-one who knows, who doesn't know what it's about, it's about Billy Eichner plays Bobby and... Um, he runs an LGBTQ plus museum that he's trying to get off the ground. He meets someone who's been... And no, he doesn't call himself unlucky in love. He just doesn't want to commit. He does not want to be with someone. I wonder if he ends up with a boy at the end. Ooh, ooh I don't know. But um, <laughs> don't tell me. I won't, I won't. Um, but you are... Do you know what? And that's what I loved about this. Because during it, I sat there going, are oh, they going to end up together? Maybe they're not. Maybe they are. Maybe they're not. And it was just amazing. A set in rom-com city like new york city and it's just fabulous yeah and the soundtrack's (laughs) amazing there's a cameo from mariah carey well no her music there's um oh my god there's a cameo a cameo from deborah messing from will and grace oh we love deborah i like i absolutely love it i think this is one that you need to go see on the big screen and if you're looking for a date movie Go and see this because it's just oh. so much fun. It's just, yeah, I just, I really, really enjoyed it. The, the cast is part of the LGBTQ plus community as well. So I just oh, feel like it's just, it's lovely
1: to see so many different stories being told. Is this the oh, one yeah. and it's I the I feel like we need
0: like a rom-com like that.
1: 100% isn't it by the same people as Bridesmaids? Is it? Oh, I hold thought on, I saw that on, in no, the trailer. No, you're right. Let me take that
2: back. Judd Apatow mm-hmm. produced this, so Judd, uh, Judd Apatow, the guy behind Forty Year Old Virgin, supervised. yeah, all of yeah. those. So it's just, it's just lovely. It's a fresh take on the rom com. I don't feel like we've had enough rom coms out lately. Like we had no! out, we had Ticket to Paradise with Julia and George there recently. Mm. Eh. If, do you know what? I enjoyed mm. that at the time because I love seeing them back on screen together. But if I was to yeah. pick, if you're going, right, okay, here we go. If they're both showing at cinemas, which uh, at the moment they they launch one day and then if you're not there within two weeks, it's gone straight to your home screens. But if right. they're both showing at the cinema, I would go watch Bros. I absolutely okay. love it. It's so, so good. Oh. I'm going to oh. see it
0: we're in need of a new one uh, or like of a new rom-com like that because I only rewatched Bridesmaids recently and was like god oh, they don't make them like
2: this anymore
1: they don't and that's not even that old but I know. do you know what I
2: felt that this was and this went for about just under two hours and I didn't feel it but let me give you something completely yeah. different if you want something completely different and you have Disney oh, Plus yeah. The Bear yeah. have you heard about oh.
1: mm. I clicked into it the other day it's good I didn't oh, watch it Sophie's so yeah, good yeah I've seen a good few episodes oh my yeah, god what do you think good. Clara it's very fast paced. Like I was
0: chaotic. I didn't chaotic, and it's very stressful. The first episode, you're like, "Oh my god, yeah. I never want to work in a kitchen ever." But it's brilliant. It's the I love how he, so the main guy. I don't recognise him for anything. It's kind of nice that yeah. he's... you don't know a backstory to him, or like he seems kind of a fresh face or something. Um, I really like it. Yeah, it's really that's um, what I felt I I like this now. whole
2: cast. Yeah, it made it feel more real, and it's only thirty mm. minutes long, and I think. Just yeah. as you're going, I can't take this anymore, I can't, it needs to stop. All of a sudden it stops. Mm. But then you go, okay, so it stops, so I'll have another one, please. So they're 30 yeah. minutes long, eight episodes, and I watch five on one night and three on another, and I'm done.
1: And it's just oh, been, very good. And it's just
2: been confirmed that they're making a second season as well.
0: Oh, bro. Yeah. Oh, it's very good. And it's. I love how, like, it's it, so it's like a guy who goes back to his um, family kind of. Sandwich bar, what do you call it? So It doesn't seem like a very fancy restaurant.
2: It, it's like, you know how those sandwich bars in the States, this is in Chicago, and you know how they're usually a, a bit of a bar deli type place? Mm. So, you know, there's there's also food being served. His brother has died and mm. he has left the restaurant to Kami, and it's, it's just, there's so much that he has to deal with there because he's also dealing with PTSD from working in some of the best restaurants in the world. And then he comes yeah. back and he's also trying to put his spin on this restaurant. They're like, but this is how we're mm. like, not how we've run it. And then there's all these yeah. outside influences and it's, it's just so good. It's, it's so great. good. It's great.
0: Yeah, it's really, it's very, it's, it, and I kind of like the way they tell the story. It's like, you don't really know, you kind of are catching up a lot of the time. Yeah. I kind of like when they do that and you're a bit like, What now?
2: Yeah, no, it's uh, it's they, really they good. It's really, well. That's
0: really yeah. good. Oh now, Serena, you have to tell us, okay, so the Blissimo Files is we're on episode two of the new podcast, so tell us yes. all about it. Yes.
2: So it's a podcast that I'm remember how I was saying about facing the fear and doing it anyway? I'm Mm -hmm. feeling a bit, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? But this is what I want to do. So it's just a podcast out in the world talking about pop culture, things that we may have missed during the week, uh, just rounding up the news in my own way. It's not gossipy at all. So if you're coming for tabloid stuff, that's not who I am. It's more just Mm -hmm. embracing what's out there. That doesn't mean that I'm not also critiquing stuff, but I'm critiquing Mm -hmm. the art rather than person okay okay gotcha yeah so there's also big interviews on there as well and oh and just catching up on stuff that i i've really been enjoying during the week so you know like this week we'll be talking about the bear Mm. and rediscovering prince my six-year-old would read these books called Mm. little people big dreams and they're amazing if you've got a little one in your life uh, read those and we were reading prince the other night I was like, oh, my God, I used oh. to love Diamonds and Pearls. Have you heard that? Have you listened to that album? He's 19. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. It's one of my favourites. So, I like, I even go, it's not all current stuff. It's whatever I really enjoyed in pop culture that week. Oh, Bursting with
0: that. recommendations. That's brilliant. Thanks. Because yeah. you always have your finger on the pulse, Serena. That's one thing.
2: Yeah. Oh Well, yeah, I try. <laughs> I try. But, yeah. So, so, yeah, I'm just, I'm pushing myself to get it out there now and not, oh, not so feel so like an imposter. Because it. like that i feel like why am i adding to the podcast world but it's okay add your voice to the podcast world why not yeah
0: well thank you so much serena we love chatting with you that was so insightful i feel like we've had a peek behind the red carpet or what the red curtain maybe glitz in Glitz and
2: the glam. <laughs> Do you know, this was lovely, and I'm sorry I couldn't shut up. And like all those, oh no, please, that's No, let, you're
1: a delight. I could talk to you for oh, ages. Well, let me
2: pick <laughs> up. Let me pick up those names as I exit this conversation, shall I? I'm sorry for
1: <laughs> those name drops. I love oh my God, name that was drop. amazing. You're saying it to the best people you possibly could. That's but thank you so fun. much for giving your time. You're so generous. Thank you for um, having me. Yes, yeah, so good. Oh,
0: Oh, and the Bellissimo Files is on all good podcast platforms, so go and subscribe now. Unless we'll I've, put the link in our show notes as well.
2: Thank you, unless I've had tech issues and I just didn't upload it properly that <laughs> week, but it should be. There. <laughs> Thanks, Rena. Thanks, guys.
1: Now, if that wasn't a peek behind the curtain, I don't know what was. I know. She's basically... Graham Norton. Yeah, she's interviewed all the same people. I was just dying. I could have talked to her all day, asking like, "What's this person like? What's this person like?"
0: Yeah, Um, we should have come with like a celebrity encyclopedia.
1: (laughs) I know. I'd say that would have worn thin quite (laughs) quickly. Yeah, fair. And I would have told everyone. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it was great to chat to Serena. And yeah, I'm so glad to have her podcast in my ears every Thursday. It's gonna be
1: great. I know, and like, just like the energy she gave was fabulous. She's such
0: a genuine girly. Yeah,
1: such a just really energetic. A real, job. No
0: real soul sister.
1: A soul She's
0: lifting people up. She's, pu- she's bringing them up the elevator. She's going up the elevator. Uh, whoa. <laughs> she's going up the elevator with Serena. She's a very encouraging and very genuine, gorgeous individual. And just like, she's so like sunshine or something. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I, she is. Yeah.
0: Like, I feel like she's naturally smiling and laughing all the time. She's
1: real light. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. She
0: agree. She's a real radiator. She is. Mm. So thank you. I love having radiators on. I'm,
2: yeah.
0: <laughs> so thank you, Serena, for your time. And thank you to everyone for listening this week. We hope you're enjoying this mini guest series that was largely unplanned. <laughs> <laughs> but, I'm but I'm loving it. Who do we have on next? I don't know. Oh, uh, so, oh, if anyone has any suggestions, please send them our way at classycabana or at south underscore lions we'd love to know how you're loving these episodes and um, what topics you want us to cover and what people you want us to interview
1: or if you know any celebrity gossip oh please just send it to me yeah I won't I won't tell anyone barclay yeah yeah
0: that's so good.
1: Yeah, wishing you a lovely a ho- day of Hollywood day. Yeah. <laughs> may you glide into your day with beautiful lighting, mm-hmm. retouched skin. Yes, <laughs> wind in your hair, <laughs> and an outfit picked by a stylist. Oh yes,
0: for that Hollywood <laughs> glow. And we'll yeah. we'll link everything in the show notes, including our J'adore's, J'tes- Well, we can't Jute's Road Rage, but uh, Serena's podcast, The Blissimo Files. We will link all that in so you can have a listen. I am buzzing
1: to listen to that, so make sure you guys do as well. Yeah,
0: out every Thursday.
1: Alright, thank you so much for listening. Doodle Pips Have a good week, girlies. What do the celeb say? Mwah. Oh sorry. Mwah. You know at the end of Holly Valance. Yeah. Mwah. Dun like a
0: star and it moves in the back of my car.
1: Dun Oh yeah. Mwah. Mwah.